Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Ladies and gentlemen, oh my gosh, human beings out there from all around the world, welcome to this next interview with Dillis Victoria. We're gonna be diving in for you, the spiritual seeker uh, to self-identify, to self-empower, to give yourself more clarity and give yourself guidance to take those next steps, to be just fulfilled in everything that you do, to be your greatest possible self. Stick around in this interview because Dillis is gonna bring the fire, the enlightenment, the practical steps, just channeling to help you become your GPS. So stick around. Before we dive into the interview, I'm talking to you because you're becoming your greatest, the greatest, the greatest possible self that you can be. How do I know? Because you're here. You're here with us and you're listening to this interview. Otherwise, I mean, you could be receiving this message through time and space, and you're not actually tuned in physically, but that's, you know, that's another conversation. Or maybe we'll get into it in this conversation. Who knows? But <laughs> because you're physically listening to this, I acknowledge you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for choosing to become your greatest possible self. And everything that you're doing, showing up, taking action, uh, being inspired, doing your daily disciplines, um, having your spiritual baths, all the things, keep doing it. Keep showing up keep taking those steps, okay? It matters, it makes a difference, and uh, every step counts. I love you, thank you for being here. Next up is gonna be our iTunes review of the week, and this week it's by Anthony C, who says, amazing podcast. Chris Burns, this podcast has uplifted my soul with your high energy, passion, and powerful episodes. I recommend anyone that wants to become a better version of themselves to subscribe to this podcast. One of the best self-help podcast of 2017. Anthony C., thank you so much for dropping us that fire review in 2017, all the way back when, when we were just getting started. And for everyone who's still tuning in, thank you. Thank you for being on the journey. I appreciate you. I don't know how we made it to this point, but shoot, we're going to keep on going because we're just getting started. We're becoming our greatest possible selves together. So thank you for being here. And if you want a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream, go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes or search greatest possible self on the Apple Podcast Store and give us a review. All right. All right. Let's let's get to the dang thing. Let's get to the main course of the hour. Ms. Dillas Victoria, before we dive into this, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes. This is going to be fire. And who knows, one of these ideas, one of the things that we talk about could change your destiny. So stick around all the way through to the end. Make sure you complete this interview because it, it, it is going to be the bee's knees. Let's interview, uh, introduce, I should say, Dillis. After a near-death experience eight years ago, Dillis's life was never the same. And something spiritually shifted in her that was powerful and unexplainable. She evolved into a spiritual being having a human experience who was able to see, feel, and hear and know spirit on a deeper level beyond her own understanding. Dill's gifts and talents to tap into the energy and spirit of whom she encountered were developed on such a powerful level and is being used to serve humanity in an authentic way. 
Bill's made a conscious decision after several years of spiritual experiences to step into her spiritual birthright and honor her ancestors who revealed themselves to her along with Bill's spiritual mother, Isis. She is a portal between the physical and spiritual world who gives guidance and mentorship to spiritual seekers who are seeking truth and a desire to understand more about who they are, why they are here, and what is their contribution to humanity. And all of that bio is just barely scratching the surface of how deep this woman goes. Dillis, are you ready to bring the fire? I know you are. I know you are. We're, we're bringing it. It's, it's already been brought in. It's done. It, it is done. <laughs> All the time, Chris. Burns. What's uh, up, my brother? Always here to bring the fire with you every yeah. single time. Our brother, sister, sibling chemistry is on fire always. So let's get it. <laughs> burning it up, Dillas. We're burning it up. And we're going to keep burning it up throughout this entire interview. Let's just go. Let's go deep. Let's go deep. Let's Soul go deep. communications, Dillas. What does that mean uh -huh. to you? That means being able to be in tune with your higher self, mind, heart, spirit body and being able to be so much at peace and no joy and no happiness and no success mm. on a spiritual level where you're, you can actually feel it emotionally, mentally, spiritually, psychologically, and physically. Mm. Mm. Tune in, <laughs> tapped in, turned on. Let's go. We are lit. Those. Okay. Right. So Let's Always talk work. about this this work that you're doing today, helping spiritual seekers. You have uh, products that you're creating. Tell us about what you want our audience to know about you. You've been on the marathon before. You, you brought the heat. But yeah. for people who are just <laughs> connecting with you for the first time, why don't you share a little bit more about the work that you do and what you stand for today? Absolutely. As an oracle who is a portal between physical world and um, spiritual world, what I do is I'm able to connect with my ancestors, my angels, Mother Isis, and other beings that are in the afterlife to give messages to their loved ones. And sometimes it depends on what the person's going through. Like some of my clients, they're like, well, I, I'm only, I can only imagine what my mom is doing or what my dad is doing, what my grandparents are doing. And I'm able to tap into grandma and grandpa and give that message to them where they have that form of peace within themselves, where they don't have to worry anymore. Mm -hmm. It alleviates stress. And then with the, the products that I do, the spiritual strengthening products, the tea baths, the soap bars, all that stuff, it strengthens you spiritually. So when you're going through obstacles and struggles and challenges, you don't go to the negative anymore. You're so at peace and calm with yourself. You're so mm. fully protected by spirit that you no longer have to have those illuminating thoughts in your mind because mm. now you're in a space of power. You're in a space of greatness. Mm. Mm. I think that doubt, doubt is like one of the biggest thieves of presence Ooh. of joy of you know like mm -hmm. the, the the opposite of that i would say is faith you know and faith is such yeah. a powerful uh, creator catalyst nutrient for mm -hmm. our greatest possible selves you know and I, I see that you are bringing um faith you're you're eliminating doubt for people who yes. who might be struggling who might be questioning who might be confused who might be lost and being yeah. that source of guidance and confirmation and completion to whatever it is that they might be like suffering with or or incomplete about yeah also it's based on fear guilt and shame because a lot of people have been through traumatic experiences growing up i know mm. I've, I've experienced sexual abuse growing up and that actually just turns me into a person that was so fearful and felt guilty all the time I was a people pleaser. And what I do with my clients, my spiritual seekers, is I teach them how to release 
all of those things from themselves, yeah. release those identities that no longer serve them, release the identities that are holding them captive within themselves so that they can't move forward. By helping them identify who it is, maybe it could be for me, it was the little Dillis, the little Vicky, which was my nickname growing up. She was the one that was people pleaser. She was the one that was holding on to the trauma. She was the one that wanted to keep the suicidal thoughts. Mm -hmm. So I had to release her and send her off with love and light. And that's what I teach my clients, how to send those identities of themselves with love and light so they can step into who they're supposed to be, who they were born to be. And that way they're able to just go deep Mm. and seek truth, Mm. speak their truth and set themselves free. And then on top of that to identify, I help them identify what their gifts are, their spiritual gifts are so that they can actually create a blueprint of what that looks like so they can go out and serve humanity. But before they are able to serve humanity, they have to learn how to serve themselves. Mm. 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 There was bringing, bringing the fire. The <laughs> fire. The fire. Okay. So uh, I love this. And I know you have a background in, in like media and PR. I want to, I'm curious. I just want to, I want to bridge that gap for people. Um, sure. What, what do you feel like that? Why, why was that a precursor to this work that you're doing today? Being an Oracle ancestral advocate, helping spiritual seekers. What did you learn there that was in, essential for you to get to where we are today? What I learned is the way to reach people is through media, but Mm. also through copy and content. With copy and content, Mm. I'm able to pretty much describe, give them like an effective, amazing, powerful way to connect with me where it resonates with them and their spirit led to me because I'm sharing my experiences. And Mm. we both know when you're doing lives on Facebook or you're doing interviews, you're sharing your stories. So you are your brand. You are your advocate. So media and PR actually helped me just bridge the gap between the people who are seeking me, who I was seeking as well through Facebook lives, through Instagram, through doing things like this and just creating what that is and being able to, you know, um, create the pain points. Mm. So they know, okay, this girl understands exactly what the hell I'm experiencing at the moment. This girl knows that I see these spirits and I don't know what the hell to say to the spirit, how to speak (laughs) to the spirit. like. This girl knows like what it is to burn wow. candles and what's the reason for the candles. This yeah. girl can give me a reading and help me with this major life-changing decision. Yeah. So when I'm doing Facebook lives and I'm reading the cards or I'm speaking about my life or how, you know, goddess mother Isis revealed herself to me, how I work with her, it gives them an opportunity to say, to feel my energy. Cause I know my energy is strong, but it also, when I do Facebook lives, I can actually tap into other people's energy across the screen. Mm. So that's what media and PR and, and social media did for me. And that's how Bam. I built your graphic. Yeah. Bam. Bam. I love it. You know, I, I think it's uh, it's beautiful that you were able to create the, the communication ability to find, find the words, find the words, yes. the psychological process of how do I actually influence? How do I actually, you know, mm-hmm. deliver my gifts and my purpose? And from, from that and like, you know, achieve my intention, uh, persuade, right? Persuasion can be yes. used for, for negative or, you know, unserving, yes. disempowering things. It can also be mm-hmm. used to alleviate pain, to serve people, to help them take those steps to become their greatest possible self. And I think um, you learned how to do it in an empowering way early on yeah. with media. And now you're saying, okay, now that I have this foundation of like the human experience as far as uh, marketing, 
how do I bridge that gap with the spirituality and this awakening that I've, I've gotten a whole new language that I know people are struggling with. They're struggling with their, their powers, struggling with their gifts, struggling with, you know, waking up and all that comes with that, as well as um, frustrations of being able to communicate themselves, frustrations with yeah. not, not having a life of ease, frustration with feeling disconnection, anxiety, stress, like all these emotions yeah. is, that comes with being a human being and now you're able to like really meet them in both worlds and solve like some massive problems. Absolutely. And I think the other part about it is too, a lot of people um, are conditioned. We're conditioned growing up that we were supposed to pray this way. And Mm. you know, you don't go to the psychic, Mm. you don't go to the card reader, you don't do this. And then a lot of people now are afraid to kind of like honor their belief system because their beliefs are changing. They are growing um, whatever it is that they were taught when they were younger. And so that's a fear that they have. It's guilt and there's fear because they feel as if though, okay, I was taught to serve God. Mm. So I can't be going to her because she's an Oracle and yada, 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 blah, 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 Mm. blah. However, at the same time, like I explained to people, it's like um, a corporate America. You have the the CEO, you have the executive, you have Mm. the administrator. You know, there's God, there's the angels, there's the archangels, there's the ancestors, and then there's me. There's the <laughs> healer. So the healer's the one that's listening, but God of everybody else, and yeah. then the ancestors and angels and Mother Isis and everything is giving me messages to give to you. I can hear and feel her. You mm. can't. You know, you know I, I want to touch on this because I think there is a mindset, there is a culture that says um, conduits, prophets, right, yeah. like of, 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 of spirituality. That was almost seen as as impossible. Like, oh, if if you see something like that, be hesitant, be skeptical, be wary, because whatever. Like, it it might be a quote unquote imposter. And I think today, so many people are freaking woke as hell and like connecting to these dimensions, higher consciousness, being channels, being an oracle, like different things like that. It's like, man, God uses people in so many different ways, right? To deliver the message, to get the point across, to help people go through, get through, heal whatever they're going through. And I think it's, it's such a beautiful time that we're living in because you're here as the, as the, um, what, what is the word I'm looking for? The, not the doula, but you know, like that, that, uh, um, you know, helping people birth themselves, so to speak into their spiritual evolution, you know, the, the midwife, so to speak of, of spirituality. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a such thing as spiritual worth. Mm. Knowing your worth, knowing that, you know, you're so important that God is giving you amazing gifts within yourself to tap into knowing your spiritual worth. Mm. You know, that's such a thing. And I, and I tell my spiritual seekers that all the time, like mm. you are not doing a disservice to God or yourself by seeking other people to go to be it me or another Oracle or mm. whoever. Like I have a whole bunch of community of spiritual sisters. We all do different things. However, we are so tapped in. Mm. We're so tapped in. And, you know, my mission is to help people find their truth and also, you know, figure out who they are, why they're here, why you're here. And once you start questioning why you're here, once you start questioning and reflecting back on your life and the things you've done and wanting to do better in your life, Mm -hmm. that's when you start to become a seeker. Because at that point, a lot of things that you've been through, you, you have all these experiences that you've been through in your life and you're questioning them and you're trying to figure out, okay, like, why did this happen to me? Yeah. You know, 
maybe I should have did this or I should have went this way or whatever the case may be. You start questioning. When you start questioning, that's when you start becoming a seeker. Yeah. And it's it's the curiosity, right? Like a seeker yeah. is someone who's like, all right, this this mold, this box I've been living in, it is some BS. You know, and there might be yes. some good things. There might be some truths. <laughs> there might be some, you know, goodness in there, but it's not the picture. It's not the whole picture. Something is missing. And I think a lot yes. of people can feel that. They feel like, like yes. it's almost like a knowing that there's there's greatness inside of them and it's yeah. like this is just a fraction so yeah it's just a fraction of what we're ex- experiencing so i love that you dove into that as far as like being a, a seeker what what is what is that conversation about being a seeker why is why did that become important for you to be able to help people with that Dillis? um to be honest with you when i found out that my target audience is a spiritual seeker through my friend and you've already had her on the show, Altonese Nicole. Yeah. And she was like, Billy, this is your target audience. I'm like, you know, people, spiritual and stuff like that. And she said, well, in my spirit, I believe you're supposed to be teaching and guiding and mentoring spiritual seekers. And I had to Google it. And I'm like, oh my God, like those are my people. Lord have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, a spiritual seeker is someone that's always looking for a deeper meaning mm. and they have very good intentions, but they don't know where to start the process of finding out what is spirituality to them. They are mm. having a hard time figuring out how to define spirituality within themselves. Mm. and. Spiritual seekers are those who may have gone through so many tumultuous experiences in their lives, but their heart is still good. Mm. They still want to help people. They did not allow those hardships or struggles or abuse to make them feel bitter. They're mm. always, they're the ones that's always reaching out, trying to help other, other human beings. Even mm. though they've been hurt, they still have the heart of compassion. They still want to help the world. They still want to have an impact on this world through who they are as people. So those are the kinds of people I work with, but they're, they're the people that still are suffering in silence in a sense because they don't know how to start their healing process. Mm. I want to dive into this uh, awakening and communicating with Mother Isis. Um, what <laughs> what what is that okay, for the for the unenlightened oh, out there? Why don't you take us through what what is that? What does that mean? What is the entity that you're connecting with? Like, tell us more. Okay. So- so Mother Isis, I was so obsessed with Egypt, Egyptian um, mythology, philosophy, all that stuff. And Isis came about when I was in my 20s and I didn't realize it because my mom had wallpaper of Isis all over the room. And I was so fascinated with this energy and I was just like, who is this person? And so when I turned 40, um, I had shifted in my life, came out all that stuff there. And I was renting a room in the Bronx in New York. With this older woman, she's a beautiful woman. Um, and when I entered the bedroom, there was a portrait of Isis above the bed, and I was like, Oh my god, that's Isis, that's so cute, so unaware. Mm-hmm. So then, when I came to Savannah and um, I started my spiritual birthright in my walk, uh, one of my sister friends she was like, Oh, maybe you know, you might want to connect with the goddess Oshun, and I was like, Okay. So I went to <laughs> a mystical store, whatever, and they didn't have no candles of Oshun. And I came back and I was scrolling on Amazon looking for more tarot cards. And then Isis popped up and I was like, holy mm. shit. It's a sign. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So then my wife came through the door and I was like, honey, Isis. She was like, duh, you talk about her like all day. And then I started doing so much research, right? I did start doing research on her and she was the protector of women and children. She was the healer. She taught women 
how to like stand up for themselves. She is the goddess that helps mother and daughter connect. She's the one that if you have any issues and problems with your mother, she connects you. And so she came into my mm-hmm. space and I felt her energy and I felt this motherly love, this nurturing love that I've never felt before. It was so intense in my heart space that I was crying. And I was like, Mother Isis, thank you so much for protecting me and being here for me. And then when I look back at pictures from 2017 and I looked at the picture, I took a selfie and in the back of the selfie, her portrait was up there. And she was saying to me, like, I've always had you. Wow. I've always groomed you. I've always protected you. I've always been your spiritual mother. And I felt it like deep in my heart. And the thing about this too, the beautiful thing about what I do is I'm able to identify other people's spiritual mothers for them and to help them connect with the spiritual mothers. And they tell me like, after you've done that to me, when I connect with my spiritual mother, my life has changed so drastically. It's a powerful thing when you're able to connect with source, with spirit, with energy, with those who have been assigned to you in mm. this lifetime, the next mm. lifetime, the next lifetime. So that's what Mother Isis has done for me. Wow. What's what is is there a difference between spiritual mother and spiritual father? Like, is there is there gender differences? Yeah, Does it matter for men or for well, women? Well, um, with with Mother Isis, and I think with all of the energies, they both have masculine and feminine energy sure. and yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like I can step into my masculine energy as well as my female energy, depending on the situation of how strong I have to be. Should I be strong in my masculine energy or strong mm. in my in my, my feminine energy when it comes to working with spirit and working with clients? Yeah. 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 So, so there are masculine energies. There's Osiris, there's Horus um, in Egyptian mythology, uh-huh. other um, other mythology or other cultures or practices. There's there's um, Ogun. There is um, Babalao. There's so many different ones. Mm-hmm. So many different ones. Mm-hmm. But I connect with her because of just the experiences she's experienced. Like I've been through the same path, so mm-hmm. it's like a, an understanding. There's so many similarities between me and her. I think that's um, for me personally. I've always. I've been curious about like who who is it that I resonate with? You know, what what is the entity, um, what is the being, the God, whatever it might be that I, I resonate mm-hmm. with, the guide, um, angel, whatever it might be. And so for for people who are curious about that, they can definitely work on work one on one with you. They can get that guidance. Um, is there anything else you'd recommend as far as being more aware or um, listening to intuition or listening to those kinds of nudges that you had been getting uh, to be able to discover that for themselves? Yeah. yeah pay attention to the little intricate, um, spiritual, magical, powerful experiences that you may have had over the course of your life. Mm-hmm. Who was it that would pop up into your spirit? Like some people would say Archangel Michael will pop into their spirit. Mm-hmm. That's your Archangel. You know, some people would be drawn to like Greek mythology. So maybe Athena, maybe your spiritual mother, like, you know, um, whoever else, Venus. You just don't. So tap into those things. Like if there's anything that you're fascinated with that, you know, that's normally not you. Because mm. Egyptian mythology, like my mom's from Belize and my father's from Haiti. Like what the hell am I doing? <laughs> in Egypt? You know what I'm saying? So. The thing that you're drawn so much to, or the guide that you're drawn so much to, pay attention to those types of guides and do some research and find out why you're mm. connected to those people, why you're drawn to them, mm. things like that. That's what I would say for people who are seeking or searching who their guides are. Like, 
even with the kind of music you listen to. Why are you listening mm-hmm. to that music? You know, why mm-hmm. why do you like candles? Or um, why do you like herbs? You know, there's some of the guides that are that were herbalists mm-hmm. in their day. Mm-hmm. So just try to find out which guides are herbalists back in the day. And just do your research, I would say. Or you can connect with me and I'll help you find it in 2.5 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, one thing I, I found for me is uh, I resonate a lot with like Nikola Tesla and his his yeah. like um, mindset and technology, innovation, things like that. Yes. Uh, I'm curious, does it like does it matter what time period they're from? No. Can, can it be yes, like no. more of a no. spiritual entity or a physical person that existed as well? Yeah. It could be Nostradamus. It could be anywhere. Like I, even with ancestors, ancestors, I'm an ancestor advocate. And I posted something earlier about Martin Luther King being an ancestor. And Mm. I stand on his shoulders because him speaking truth and who he was as a person that resonates with me because I'm a powerful leader, just like he was a powerful leader. And my ancestors both from Belize and from Haiti, I stand on their shoulders as well because Mm. they endured so much when they were alive and they created such a legacy for us to just show up and show up and walk in our truth and our purpose and represent Mm. them who they are. Just like how you have your ancestors who've passed on, they left a legacy of, you know, greatness within your DNA and and your blood. It runs Mm. through your veins. And that's why you're able to be who you are and do the things that you do. We all have that, uh, that ability to do so within us. It's to be attacked in that way. Mm. Mm. I love it. Um, what are some other signs or things that we should be looking for to know if we are spiritual seekers to self-identify? And is there is also as a as a kind of over level, uh, higher level conversation? What's oh, the benefit yeah. to say I am a spiritual seeker or I am not a spiritual seeker, so to speak? Um, why why would someone so- say? Why would it be important for someone to identify that they are? I think it's important for you to identify that you are because the level of peace that you experience as a seeker, the level of joy you experience as a seeker, the way that you're able to learn about self-love and forgiveness on a different level where you will alleviate so much worry and stress and anxiety and depression and all these ailments that you're dealing with once you become a spiritual seeker because at that point in time, you will learn not to allow the everyday struggles and nuisances to get to you because you will yeah. be in such a space where you're like, you know what? Angels got me. God got me. I don't need to worry about this. And everything will flow the way it's supposed to. And you, you'll learn how to confidently and powerfully trust the process of what's taking place in your life where you don't have mm-hmm. to control everything, where you learn to relinquish control, where you learn to just stand in your greatness and say, you know what? Today I'm having a bad day, but I'm not going to allow what's taking place to kill my joy, if you will. Yeah. Or Phil, you'll Phil see is, things I, in a different I wanna I wanna just like highlight this because what you're saying is like spot on for me. You know, it's like, it's great to say, Hey, I'm a leader who wants to change the world. And that's, that's one aspect of it. But what you're saying, as far as like, you know, how much peace I've been able to create because of like committing to deepening my spiritual relationship, like the, the trust, the patience, the peace that I experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say a lot of people are like, dude, you're so like easygoing a lot of the time. Like I can just have so much patience and looking at things, being able to 
not hold on to it, not like feel mm-hmm. resentment. I, I let things mm-hmm. go like freaking that, you know, like I think a lot of people want that. And I, I recognize because yes. I'm sourced in spirit first. And this is all just a 3D, you know, uh, matrix, so to speak, illusion. Yes. And I just get to have fun in mm-hmm. it. And like whatever steals my joy, yeah. like that is is not what I'm here for. I'm here to enjoy the ride. Absolutely. And learning how to be present in every moment because we can only live in the present. We can't live in the past. We can't live in the future. We can learn from the past and bring our abilities that are strong into from our past into the present. However, the present, you're creating your future with how you live in the present and how you show up. And why not do it in a space where you are in on you're practicing gratitude every single day. Mm. You are walking in abundance and prosperity every single day, regardless if the car broke down, the creditors are calling me, I have medical debt. Mm. It doesn't matter. Mm. Mm. Don't allow those things to steal your joy, if you will. So when you're a spiritual seeker and you're on that journey, you are so in tune with your spirit. You're so in tune with the guides that none of that stuff is irrelevant to you. Mm. It's not. You you go to sleep better. You wake up better. Even on the days when you're frustrated, you still find joy. You still find reasons to be grateful. Mm. Grateful for the little things. Because materialistic things, we have them. They're great. However, you're not going to take them with you into the afterlife. Mm. But Mm. you can take your peace and your joy and your happiness and love for self and love for humanity with you in the afterlife. Why did you start creating uh, physical products and um, spiritually activated gifts um, to to serve people with? I was spirit-led to do so. I started doing spiritual baths in 2018. Didn't know what the hell I was doing. I just know it just felt good. I wanted to sleep. And then when I just stepped into my spiritual birthright, I just heard you need to give people something for them to be balanced, for them to fall Mm. asleep, for them to just feel centered. And I just started creating products for people like, oh, here, try this and here, try that. And they would come back to me and say, what the hell did you put in that tea? Like I slept all night. (laughs) And then I have healing hands. So with my hands and my intention and my heart and speaking life over the products, because I don't only make the products, but I sage over them. I pray over them. I, I like intentionally say. God of my own understanding, angels and ancestors and, and guides of this said person who bought this product today, let them feel peace, let them feel joy, give them abundance, give them happiness, give them financial freedom, give them desires of their heart. And I ask my clients too, when they purchase something from me, what is it that you need me to pray for over this for you? Mm. What in your life do you need help with? And then I send it off to them with love and light. Everything I do is love and light. So when they receive it, the intention is there. It is so it's activated. So they alleviate their stress and worries and they're able to manifest amazing things. And I've had clients tell me that they were able to connect with their mother, their grandmother, their grandfather while they did the bath. Like they smelled the scent of their parents or they felt the energy in the room. Mm. That's how strong the products are. And that's how I set it up to be that way. So it's pretty much just flowers from the earth, jasmine, patchouli, rose petals, um, Mm. peppermint, chamomile um there's also um epsom salt epsom salt is a good one sea salt things of that nature and i add an additional product which is dragon's blood oil and when people when i say dragon's blood people are like what the hell you want to kill a dragon like what is that (laughs) (laughs) 
So it's a plant. I think it's a plant from Peru and they turn it into an oil. And what it is is for protection, vanishing, and cleansing. So when you wear dragon's blood oil, any energy and entity does not belong in your space will not be able to touch you in any way, shape, or form. You know, people may be speaking negatively over you or sending you stuff that you don't deserve. Mm. will bounce right back off. It'll, it'll bounce off of you. You're cleansed. Anything that you need to be banished will be banished. And then it's a great manifestational tool because you're so in tune with your higher self. You can ask for things that you want when mm. you're taking it back or you're using the spiritual soap. Use it intentionally on a daily basis or even with my teas. My teas help you sleep. People who have insomnia, they come to me, they be like, I haven't slept in years, girl. Like, I need like 20 of those things. <laughs> so that was my intention for making the product. So um, it's spiritually strengthening people um, in their lives. And it's also helping to alleviate things which no longer serves them. And it mm. gives them an opportunity to just find the peace within themselves. Yeah. With the, um, you know, spiritual products spiritual baths um even like um uh, malas and different things like that bracelets uh there's a lot of different like products and services in the marketplace no yes. one does it like you do dillas and yep. for someone who is tuning in in the audience how would you say that you're you're different or special or unique from that the other stuff that is out there like why did you say I have to do this because these are my gifts and I do it a unique way. Like what, what was it that, what is it that's present for you when, when you're doing it? What was present for me was like I said, the peace that I felt from mm. someone who came from so much chaos and someone who always had ruminating thoughts and self-sabotaging behaviors in herself. I wanted people to feel the peace that I felt. I wanted people to be in tune with the higher self. I wanted people to experience what it feels like. To, to truly be around angels, to truly re be around their guides and know what that the presence feels like. I wanted them to be, to feel that power, what that feels like, what mm -hmm. that looks like to them. So they know that you can hope, you can have faith. You don't have to live in fear because these, these elements are helping you to just be one with self. I wanted people to feel that and I wanted people to stop suffering. I stop mm. suffering and I want people to stop suffering. That's why I create the things that I create mm. because I want them to be at peace. I want them to say, okay, you know what? My life is purpose. I have purpose in my life. I'm important. I'm worthy. And, you know, I'm loved. And I want them to feel that they're loved because so many people are so disconnected and so detached in life. They're walking around existing and not living and not loving. And I want mm. them to feel loved and I want them to feel life. What that feels like because... I always say from someone who just had a near-death experience, I don't want anyone to be on their deathbed the last 10 minutes of their life saying I should have put a water and I didn't. Mm -hmm. So that's, it's my responsibility because I've already went there and I knew what it felt like to have no control over my body and be on my deathbed saying I should have put a water and I didn't. So I promised myself if I walked out the hospital room, my mission was to make sure that, that no one else experiences that, that everyone lives their life the way they choose to. Mm -hmm. They make their hearts spell, they make their spirit spark, and they were able to take leaps of faith and go beyond their own understanding when it comes to living the best, their best life. Mm -hmm. With getting spiritually activated, that that like mission, what does that mm -hmm. what does that mean? Is there an end to that process to who we can become? Oh. Um, for me, I always say I'm a student. I'm never a master and a teacher. There's mm -hmm. always 
learning. There's always bounds of evolution. There's always bounds of ascension. I'm always in an ascension mode. I always want to learn and I always want to grow. You can, you're never going to stop learning until the day you take your last breath. You could be 90 years old and still learning stuff. Mm. So it's a never ending process and healing is a never ending process and healing is something that you should dedicate yourself to and discipline yourself with every single day. Just like when you wake up in the morning, you brush your teeth, you wash your face, you take a mm. shower. That's what healing is supposed to be like. That's what, you know, being a spiritual seeker is about. Tell, tell me more about that, Dillis. I want to dive into that uh, sure. a daily discipline of healing. Yes. I think I think that might might be easy to say, well, you know, once a week I have a coaching call. Once a week I do something that's nice for myself. Um, mm-hmm. Every quarter I sit down and I un, un, unroot or uproot my limiting beliefs. But to shift it to a daily discipline, yes. daily process, daily practice, I think that's mm-hmm. a, a really profound conversation. Tell us more. So with that is you are setting intention that every single day you will celebrate yourself, mm-hmm. you will forgive yourself, you will love yourself more and more each day, you will let go of fear, you will release things that don't serve you every single day of your life because things pop up all the time. And because especially people who've been abused or been through traumatic experience, well, everybody's been through a traumatic experience. Depending on how long ago that traumatic experience it is, it's still embedded in your spirit. It's still yeah. embedded in your DNA. So you've created this energy of stuff within your body, within your spirit. So you have to release it. And it's not only releasing it one time, two times. It's a lifetime of releasing. Mm-hmm. Because you have not had the opportunity to, to let yourself be free of mm-hmm. that thing or those things. It's like people getting into a car crash that's still embedded in them. Mm. So when they're driving in a car, you're anxious, you're nervous. It's like someone being in a domestic violence relationship, even though you got out of it, you still have to go through the healing process because now you don't trust anyone. Even mm. if they have good intentions and they say, I love you, you still don't believe it. Mm. So with, with healing there. Is there is there like a tipping point where it gets easier, where um, yeah. you know there's there's more positive energy or more responsiveness, yes. more power yeah. over something than just being ran by it and controlled by it? Yeah. Well, for me, the thing about the healing part of it is once you start the healing process, the beliefs in yourself will change. You will go from feeling unworthy to worthy and valuable. So mm. when you look at yourself in the mirror, the feeling that you get is powerful, strong, and magical because you no longer see the person looking back at you. You see a magnificent person before you mm. can see a person who is full of doubt and despair. Mm. Now, when I look at Dillis, I'm like, girl, you fly. You the ish. Like, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? So when, when healing... It, it's looking at yourself with different eyes because you no longer see with these eyes, you're seeing with the third eye. Mm. And so that helps you be more awake and you're able to see things in a different perspective. Mm. And there's a shift that takes place. The mindset changes, the spirit, spiritual energy changes. Mm. And what, so that's what it does. What, what are some of those signs of being awakened with the third eye and seeing things from a higher perspective? The, the signs of that is, say, for instance, you're reading a book. You've mm-hmm. read that book 500 times. Mm-hmm. The next time, once you're awake and you see with your third, I read a book today. Uh, what is the book called again? I forgot the name of the dang book. Oh, <laughs> the, Warrior, the Warrior of Light. 
I read The Warrior of Light in 2018. My, one of my good friends, Iris, she gave it to me when I was moving to Savannah. I read the book today and I'm like, damn, this book is stepping all over my toes. So me reading it 20, 2018 to 2020, I'm a different person because I've done the healing work. So I, I feel the words in the book differently as I did in 2018. Because 2018, I was still kind of numb, if you will. So when you're going through the healing process, you're reading something different or you see something on TV different or even when you are outside, like say you're going for a walk in nature, right? You just go for a walk in nature. You see the birds, you see the trees. However, when you're awakened, you see more than a tree. You see more than a bird. You feel mother nature. You sense her. You feel her rubbing love, just, just you know, throwing her arms around you. You lay in the grass. It's not just grass anymore. It's you being grounded with Mother Nature. You're connecting to the earth when you're awake. Mm. It's not like you're going to a picnic and having a ham sandwich and you're just like, oh, it's nice and sunny out here today. <laughs> <laughs> it's no. completely different with your third eye is open. It's like, well, damn, I never noticed that before. I didn't notice that the trees turned different colors. I didn't notice mm. that that bird is it was over here now it's over there and i sense when the bird went this way right or like if if you look at if you look at the sun and you're like it's moving across the sky it's like breathing you know it's like it's it's breathing it's going through its own like life cycle every day and just like a microcosm of of human beings and this like everything is alive everything is an organism versus seeing Well, there's this bright, there's this bright light in the sky that is like, you know, level one mechanics of <laughs> what is happening. Yes. But like, what is, what is beneath that? What are the layers that are Absolutely. going on beneath that? Yes. So when you start seeing things that way and mm-hmm. you start questioning things and then you're mm-hmm. like, well, damn, this, this is something different. Like this isn't. And then the other part about this too, is you have an innate desire mm-hmm. for knowledge mm-hmm. and what I did was recently, I did a 30-day um, sugar fast, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mother Isis told me, you can't eat Skittles, you can't eat chocolate, you can't drink vanilla chai, you can't do this. And I was like, damn it! Damn. <laughs> so, <laughs> from November till now, I haven't had chocolate, I haven't had Skittles. Damn. At all. Damn. I don't even have the taste for it. And I'm a chocolate fanatic. Everywhere I turn around, oh my God, I need chocolate. And even when I do eat sweets... I eat very little now before I would overindulge in it. Mm. But I realized that the overindulging was stopping me from hearing clearly and powerfully Mm. as I was hearing before. So all of those little elements, when you start shifting and changing, you Mm. don't just stop eating meat for any other reason, for any odd reason. That's a spiritual thing. Mm. You don't stop drinking. It's it's interesting how it all happens too, because like last year I said I wasn't going to drink or smoke or do any any drugs, right? Like no no um, anything, and I I felt like you know I did it because I want to gain discipline and I want to you know grow myself, and I just wonder what kind of spiritual purification was happening in that process and like how it all happened because everyone's on at a different place on their journey and doing different things and you know for me I said I'm going to declare it you know to my friends family loved ones that I'm not going to consume any kind of uh, external uh, you know mind altering substances right and so Mm -hmm. at the beginning of this year I I knew I wanted to grow my relationship with my girlfriend with Petia right with my my queen my goddess 
And uh, she's just so, so amazing. I love her. And uh, I wrote that I don't want to masturbate to porn because I felt like that was stealing from my connection with her, the intimacy, the energy that I get to invest into our relationship, you know? And I, I'm just like, man, I wonder now that we're talking about it, like what, what, what spiritual intervention happened to say, Chris, it's time to up level your, you know, your, your energy, your purification, how you show up, um, your, your devotion to this woman. And how do you, how do you actualize what you said you want and how you want to relate to this, this woman and also the spiritual connection and um, awakening that happens in that process too. It's just like, yeah, it's mind blowing. And I think too, when you meet your twin flame, your soulmate, a lot of things shift and change within your life because Mm -hmm. her energy is intertwined with your energy Mm -hmm. and her powerful way of being is actually enlightening you. It's taking so many different levels. And so when you meet somebody like that, you have, you have to surrender to it. Mm -hmm. You have to surrender to it. So her, her lights actually Mm -hmm. allowed you to just see things here with this eye. So in essence, she was a spiritual messenger coming to you from God of your own understanding. So you can hear clearly and see clearly and feel on a different level. So you can do the work that you need to do in your own healing. Damn. Damn. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Cause like for me, it's like, for years I felt like I didn't have any control over something like masturbation right I'm like man I just feel and it's you know there's a time and a place for it I think it's everyone's on their own journey and build your own relationship with it but for me I felt like it was numbing it was avoiding it was running it was you know filled with shame and like man like such a trigger such a powerful trigger for me and um you know for her to come into my life and then uh to be the blessing that she is and for me to say I'm so freaking committed to this woman. Like every time I've tried to stop this toxic habit before, I felt powerless and I felt like I kept falling back into it. And now because of how much she means to me and how much this relationship Mm -hmm. means to me, and also I'm sure my own spiritual growth over the years, um, it's like now it's it's attainable. Now it's like this new phase, like I am enlightened enough, you know, like my my eye is open enough to see that this is important. It's a it's a higher priority. It's a higher value for me. So I'm going to do whatever the heck it takes to to eliminate the things that are toxic, that are disempowering, that lower my frequency. But also, too, I think with that, too, God of your own understanding knew that you were lonely, knew that your heart was seeking a mate. Yeah. And yep. he sent her your way because he saw that you were probably on a path of destruction. And he was like, mm. no, you have so much light within you. And I need to send you someone that's going to show you yourself mm. and show you your light wow. and show you how powerful you are in a form of a woman. And she's going to give you that love that you so desire and need. And she's going to strengthen you on so many different levels beyond your own understanding. And she's going to gift you love. She's going to gift you peace so you can continue to stand into your greatness and actually take the mask off and be as vulnerable and emotional. So you grew um, emotionally, spiritually, mentally on so many different levels by just having that one beautiful spiritual being in your life. That's and, and she's she's one of the closest and i know that people like you like all these epic human beings who i'm around like everyone is reflections just constant yes. reminders you know like 
God said, Chris, you are going to fucking grow. <laughs> like, yes. We are it's like, like lighting the fire. You. Yes, it's like, I'm going to push you and force your ass to grow every day. I'm going to continue putting these people in your face. Just put them in your face. Yep. And trust me, I know what that is. because, And that's that's the other part of being a spiritual seeker when you start seeing things. Even on Facebook, if you're scrolling, like say you went mm. out and you prayed for something and then you hear a song with the thing that you're, you were praying for. Or someone on Facebook is talking about the thing that you were praying for. You're like, mm. oh shit, I just had that conversation yesterday. <laughs> that's that's God of your understanding. Like, hi, I'm sending you a message. Are you listening now? Yeah. Yeah. So I always say, don't wait until something drastic happens for you to truly, truly walk in your greatness and and just step into the presence. It doesn't mm. have you don't have to see it for it to be tangible, but it is there. Mm. It is there. I always tell people, pray with trust and confidence and in real time right now, because all we have is right now. Mm. Speak love, express yourself right now, this very moment, this very second, because you just don't know when your when your death date is. You just don't know. And I think a lot of me, especially, like I thought I was invulnerable, immortal, you know, would never would never die. You know, like that there was there was this kind of illusion that I was selling to myself saying that, oh, I'm different. You know, and okay. I think there's part of me, like the spiritual aspect of me wants to transcend the human experience and like, yes. what, how, how would we do that? What's, what is the formula for that? How could I shift my beliefs, my DNA, activate whatever, I you know, you yeah. know, like, like yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that possibility of that conversation, but it's like having one world, one foot in the spiritual world in infinite possibility and one, yes. one foot in um, physical 3D, like I literally could yeah. be gone tomorrow, you know? So like, yeah. how do Absolutely. I, how do I live in, in both worlds and, and show up as, as my you best self, you know? I, I do it every day. I sit at my altar. I speak to my guides and my angels. There's times when I feel them around me. You know, when you feel, do you know when you feel angels and spirits around you, what that feels like? Mm, I'm still learning. I'm still like. So say for instance, you're in a room and a room is like, room temperature 75 80 degrees right mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you just get a chill down your spine mm -hmm. your whole body from head to toe like for like five seconds instantaneously that's energy around you that's energy around you i feel it all the time when i'm at the altar praying and asking for peace in the world and to take away bigotry and racism and prejudice and i'm getting mm -hmm. emotional and my whole body tingles just goosebumps all over me and i know that they're they're like yes we, we are going to honor your requests that kind of way or i feel so much love in my heart to the point that i'm so emotional and i want to cry that's them just wrapping their arms around me like we love you my child we are here for you we got you you are protected and you feel it you feel it from head to toe you feel it that's how you know when angels and spirits are around you or energy around you and you know the good from the bad because the good you feel an innate protective, nurturing, emotional. Bad you'll feel like kind of like an impending doom. You'll get some form of anxiety, like, oh, this don't feel right. Mm. Like your spidey senses will go off and just like, mm -mm, this person does not, this is this is not a good intention, energy or spirit. You'll know. You'll know the difference. Mm. This is, this is gold. <laughs> this is gold. And I, I think um, 
I think we talked about this on a previous interview, but like there's different ways that our spirits and guides can communicate with us, right? Like there's all these different symbols and channels and things that they can um, do, avenues, modalities that they can do to reach us, right? Mm -hmm. Well, one way is through card reading, of course, Oracle and Tarot. I do card readings for myself every single day. And I would say, okay, um, Archangel Michael or Mother Isis, what is the lesson and the message today? And I'll flip the card. So whatever card pops out, I know that's the card for me to read. Sometimes I use the candles, depending on the candle. Like I would take a candle like this and I would say, I need your support and your love at this moment. So I'm invoking you to come into my space with love and light. And I would put the candle down. If the candle burns clear and it burns rapidly fast, like my candles burn in one day. A seven day candle burns in one day for me. So that's my indication to know that they are honoring my request and they're working for me in the spiritual lab on my behalf. The other way is if the candle turns black, that means that something, there's a block, there's no good intention, something is taking place and there's something that I need to pay attention to. Things like that. So that's the type of different modalities that I use. Yeah. Or even my spiritual baths. I remember one time someone had put something on me spiritually because they were jealous of me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was taking my spiritual bath and I felt the back of my back, the middle of my back burning three times. And that was my indication that someone was stabbing me in the back. Because it was a burning sensation. I never felt like felt that in my whole entire life. And then a couple of days later, Whatever was supposed to happen from what mm. that person did actually happened. So I had to be on the alert. And other times, too, messengers come to you as well. It could mm. be the waitress in the restaurant. It could be the homeless man down the street. God of our own understanding will send messengers our way to say, hey, you know, know that you're loved or, you know, you're, you're destined for greatness or mm. just be careful of what is taking place in your life. They would know things that no one else will know about you. That's another way to connect with spirit. This is awesome. I love it. And I, I think it's, it's the curiosity to be looking for what is, what is the sign today? You know, what, what, can I, what can I receive today? I also love that you have intentional kind of mechanisms that you're tried, trusted, yeah. true, you know, candle and how the candle burns, how it responds mm-hmm. that can help you know is this on track or on off track? And I think everyone, we get to develop our own intuitive, yeah. you know, mechanism yes. that says, yeah. what, where, where should I go? How do I, how do I guide myself? Guides, give me direction. Show yeah. me what my, my next steps are. And the thing about it is to the spiritual reciprocity, when you're working with energies and deities and spirits and angels and ancestors, the spiritual reciprocity, mm-hmm. I offer them things on my altar. Like sometimes I'll have a taste for something. Like one of my grandparents, she likes fried chicken. I start craving fried chicken. I know she's hungry. She wants fried chicken. Uh, Some of them want, um, like I have shots on my altar for my uncle and my grandfather. So they they drink their Bacardi. Mm -hmm. Um, I have water on there for them. The candles, of course. Um, Isis, I have honey and calendula, which is an Egyptian flower for her to honor her in that way so if i'm up there saying oh my god help me i need to i need your support i need this i need that Mm. there's spiritual reciprocity involved in it Mm. just like you give me i want to give you too so Mm. at the same time i'm going to place different things on my altar for them to know you know what i'm respecting you and paying a march for you because i know that you're working hard on my behalf Mm. so this is for you Mm. 
So I'm not being spiritually selfish. I'm being spiritually selfless. Mm. So I'm not having self-limitless. My self-limitless beliefs is going beyond my own understanding because they're helping me with what I'm asking for in unexpected ways. But at the same time, I have to make sure I take care of them as well. And that's the other part of it too. So I, I hear uh, creating a discipline of the relationship strengthening with Absolutely. the entities that we want to develop our, our connection with. Yes. And, you know, whether it's God, whether it's spirits, guides, Absolutely. angels, whatever it might be, you know, as you were saying, I, I recognize I don't have uh, an altar or right now a, uh, like a shrine or anything like that to, to build a relationship with God. And for me, that's, that's mm -hmm. like the highest source that I want to be connecting to exactly. for guidance and for wisdom. So I'm exactly. like, man, that's, that's missing. I, I pray, I ask for guidance and Right. Where is the place, the the ceremonious place where I go Absolutely. to to celebrate, to revere, to say thank you, right. to ask for guidance, and what is the mechanism um, for that? And so building that, that's 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 my homework, yeah. Dillis. <laughs> and, and you can start as simple as getting a white candle, because white okay. candle that's for purity, that's for love, and a glass of water, which is for you know making sure that God of your own understanding, mm -hmm. His Spirit is always filled. You're always filling his spirit. So you're honoring him in that way. Or even like a piece of fruit, mm. an orange, an apple. And you just put that together on there and you just go there and you just make your little altar and you say your little prayer. Yeah. You give gratitude for the things that you have, the food in the fridge, the clothes on your back, the, the house that you live in, the car that mm. you drive, the house, your gift of sight. You yeah. pray, you just, you just say thank you for those things. And then, then you can ask for whatever the heck you want. But just make sure that you give gratitude first and foremost. And the other thing, too, that I do, too, is I pray for other people while I am praying. Yeah. Just let God of your understanding know that, you know what, I'm not only here for me, but I'm also yeah. here for such and such. Mm. Mm. And I find that that energy, whether it's praying, whether it's um, sending good intention, whether it's just like, yeah. you know, wishing for people, sending good energy, yes. visualizing, like whatever it is, like Absolutely. sending that to other people is so important to, to continue the flow, right? Because like, hey, yes. I want to receive, like, here's what I'm asking for. You have to ask Absolutely. to be able to receive. And also, Absolutely. what are you going to give to the to the universe, exactly. to the world to keep exactly. that flow going? So it's not all pouring into you, pouring into you, right. pouring into you. And exactly. also some people are probably doing the opposite, like giving, giving, giving intention, praying for others, but they're not asking for what exactly. they need, you know? Exactly. And it just, it's, it goes around and there's times where, and that's why the reason too, when a client buys a product from me or a client works with me, I always tell them, what is it that I can pray for you on your behalf when I wow. speak to my guides, mm. when I speak to your guides, what is it that I can pray for you for what is it that's really troubling your spirit and your soul that you need help with that I am as the vessel in your transformation can actually activate on your behalf within my power? What is it that I can do? And so that's coming around full circle because not only am I walking in the purpose and not helping myself because I am helping myself in a sense, but also helping the other person, locking arms with that person spiritually to let them know I'm here for you. I care about you. I love you. This is not just a business for me, but this is a mission. It's a purpose. And I'm doing it authentically and wholeheartedly, every fiber of my being, because mm -hmm. I want the best for you. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's about for me. Dillas, you're so amazing. You are too. Yes, we are. Look at you. got homework in the all. Look at you. You got homework today. <laughs> <laughs> I love and, it. And I guarantee you, when you, once you do that little element, yeah. 
whomever is your guide, they'll come to you. Mm. They will come to you. They'll show up in so many different ways. Um, you could be working out and you'll have an aha moment. Mm. Or you could be watching something on TV, you'll have an aha moment. You'll feel the energy of the person. Mm. You'll feel the energy of the person. I love it. I love it. Dill, this is gold. I know we could keep going on this forever and ever and ever because <laughs> this is just awesome. Um, and I want to wrap it up. I want to drive it home sure. for people to take action on to um, be aware of them being a spiritual seeker and then also um, mm-hmm. how they can stay connected with you. What can they do to continue their journey with you? But let's let's wrap it up. Final takeaways. What do you want to drive home? Sure. The takeaway that I would have is, you know, if you're, you feel that you're questioning life, you're questioning yourself, you're questioning your upbringing, um, religion or whatever it is, and you know that there's a deeper desire within yourself, then that is you becoming a spiritual seeker. Don't be afraid to do it. Don't be afraid to look other places. You can incorporate all different practices, Buddhism, Hinduism, whatever the case may mm. be. Do what makes your spirit and your heart feel good and go with that. Go with the flow. And when you're praying, manifesting, and petitioning, do it with trust and confidence, no doubt, no lack of doubt in no mm. way, shape, or form, and just allow your guides to reveal themselves to you and guide you in which direction you're looking for and allow it to be spiritual reciprocity always. And practice spiritual work and spiritual love. Mm. Practice those things. And go through and go through the process of your healing and just love up on yourself because, and celebrate yourself every day. I have an assignment for everyone. In your cell phone, the same way you would set up a meeting, I want you to put in your phone 8 a.m., celebrate yourself and remind yourself every single day to celebrate yourself. Mm. Every morning, celebrate yourself. Mm. And so you can contact me on Facebook. I'm here. I'm the only Dillis, D-H-Y-L-L-E-S. My aunt's name is Dillis Tuberhurst with, with an I. I am GetSpiritualActivated.com. That is my website. Get Spiritually Activated on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, everywhere. I have a 90-minute spiritual spiritual strengthening session as well as a six-week spiritual strengthening session and four-week spiritual sessions. And I'm doing different spiritual strengthening workshops. I'm actually hosting a Goddess Isis introduction workshop. So for people who are drawn to Goddess Isis, for them to come out here in Savannah, work with me, I'm going to do one online. So you can get all of the tidbits that you need to connect with Mother Isis. Mm-hmm. and other things as well and the spiritual products and the bracelets of course you see them see them yes. see them <laughs> i make them and i add dragon's blood oil sage i pray over them mm-hmm. for balance protection um great energy and manifestation all of those things so that's all on my website as well get spiritually activated.com and put that in the yes. comments and then one mm-hmm. other thing dillis you have given us so much you have blessed us so much Um, What can we pray for you for? Um, Pray for me for deeper intuition and deeper discernment Mm -hmm. and pray for my protection doing this work and pray that I remind myself every day to balance, you know, um, celebrating myself as well and reminding myself to renew, to release, to recharge, to rejuvenate and to take care of myself as much as possible because doing this work, I get so depleted and, Mm -hmm. and like my energy is just shot at times but because i'm so focused and i'm so in spirit there's times that i i totally forget about me mm. so i have to celebrate myself on my phone as well so just pray for continuous protection continuous intuition and continuous discernment that it gets deeper and stronger as time passes by that i'm able to to truly truly be in tune with the spiritual being having a human experience that i'm becoming mm. 
I love it. And Dillis, you know what else I'm going to pray for that you didn't necessarily say, but I, I, I just love taking people's vision and amplifying it to the next level. Um, I am praying that you experience a whole new level of spiritual capacity that you could yeah. have never imagined that you've never even like dreamed. It's like beyond your wildest dreams. Yeah. And with that new spiritual capacity, newfound, uh, energetic and spiritual capacity you're able to serve so many more people you are Absolutely. just constantly filled up being recharged rejuvenated um mm -hmm. you have massive wisdom and discernment with your own energy and just the the things that used to drain you no longer phase you like you're just massively um, connected to your source rooted in your source rooted in in that yeah. support and that guidance from your guides and from um your higher self constantly and you just you, you're able to deliver 10 times, 100 times, 1,000 times what you used to be able to deliver as you be and become your greatest possible self. And I received that 2,000%, not 100%, but 2,000%. <laughs> I receive it, I receive it wholeheartedly with every fiber of my being, I receive it. So thank you, I appreciate it. I appreciate you, Dillis. I love you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, stoked. love and light, you too. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, Head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever. <laughs>